Good morning and welcome to the 29th episode of Mystery, Murder, and Magic. Yeah. We're your hosts, Andrea and Alex. Yeah. Well, Alex, it feels like it's been forever since you said we recorded together. <laughs> we said this last time. The last <laughs> it always seems like so long ago. It was like last week. Well, Alex, you weren't on yesterday's episode, but yesterday's episode, not yesterday, Saturday's episode, was about um, different weird events that's happened through history. Mm-hmm. And one of those was, I, sli- I just like for a few minutes talked about the death of Edgar Allan Poe. You do know who that is, right? Yes, I heard of him as a poet. <laughs> the po- yeah. Well, I didn't go into a lot of detail. I really just gave the gist of what had happened. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking later that since he's one of my most favorite, like, poets slash writers from forever, um, I, just, I should just, like, dedicate one entire episode to that spooky dude. And we're about to do this right now. Yeah, that's exactly what we're supposed to do right Q- this minute. Cue the intro. So I hope you're having a good start to your week. Um, we are. But I have work going on this time. <laughs> yeah, Alex, won't you tell us a minute about your job? Oh, yeah. Update. I have a job now. I work in a veterinary office. I can't speak. I work in a veterinary. I can't say the word. A veterinarian office. Yes, I work that. I work with the kennels and everything. I take care of the dogs. I feed the dogs. I pet dogs. I clean clothes. The dog's clothes? <laughs> yes, they're all clean shirt. And then uh, there's kitties there too, and sometimes a chicken. And bunnies. We saw bunnies and the chicken. Y'all got chickens. No, it was a chicken. I think a chicken. A chicken, a chicken came in the office. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, See, y'all got the best job. Sometimes it's annoying. Uh, most of the time, it's fun. Sometimes not. And I imagine it can be sad too. Yes. Well, our story today is a little bit sad. But before we talk about his death, mm-hmm. not the chicken, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe, we're going to talk about his life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Alex, you know that I really got to love him because I do have a tattoo inspired by him. My Nevermore <coughs> yeah. with the raven tattoo on my chest. So anyway, he was born in Boston in J- on January 19th, 1809. And he was the second child of an actress named Elizabeth Arnold Hopkins Poe. And his dad was also an actor, and um, his name was David Poe Jr. His father abandoned the family the year after Edgar was born, though. He just took off. And then, like, a year after that happened, his mom died of the consumption, which we talked about on Saturday. But if you didn't listen, and Alex, you weren't here, and you don't know what the consumption is, it's what they used to call tuberculosis back in those days. And basically, they called it that because tuberculosis literally consumed your body. Yes. Okay. Well, so um, after 
his dad ran off and his mom passed away he was taken in by a successful merchant in Richmond Virginia and that merchant's name was John Allen and it was him that named the famous poet slash writer Edgar Allan Poe so the Allen came from the man that raised him's last name but he never uh, legally adopted Edgar um, in 1815, the Allen family, along with Edgar, sailed to the UK, where Edgar shortly went to school. First at a grammar school in Scotland, and then at a boarding school in Chelsea. And in 1820, they all moved back to Richmond, Virginia. Now, in February of 1826, Poe registered at the University of Virginia to study ancient and modern languages. Now, during his short stay there at the university, Poe became estranged from John Allen, saying that Allen hadn't given him enough money to cover, like, his registration, tuition, books, fees, all that good stuff, like, with staying on campus, like, in the dorm fees and stuff. <clears throat> but really what had happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> Mr. Allen had gave him more than enough money, but... Edgar Allan Poe, he used that money to pay his office gambling debts instead of paying for his college stuff. Now, a year later, he gave up on that college, and since he didn't feel welcome back in Richmond because he'd had the falling out with Mr. Allen, he moved to Boston where he worked as a clerk and a newspaper writer. Well, he couldn't make ends meet doing that, so in May of 1827, he enlisted in the United States Army. He enlisted under an alias, um, and that alias was Edgar A. Perry, and he claimed to be 22 years old, but he was only actually 18 years old. He first served at Fort Independence at Boston Harbor, where he earned $5 a month, $5 a month, Alex. And it was in that same year that he published his first book of poems, but it was a flop, like, it didn't sell really good. They only printed like 50 copies, and those 50 copies didn't even hardly sell. Um, now, his regiment that he was in in the Army, they also served at Fort Moultrie in um, Charleston, down here in South Carolina at one time. After climbing their ranks rather quickly as a non-commissioned officer, he decided he wanted to end his five-year enlistment early. So what did he do? Um, to get out of the Army, he told his commanding officer, that he had enlisted under an alias and he was in a bad predicament with Mr. Allen and basically that if he left, you know, he just had nowhere to go. Um, so the commanding officer said that if he would reconcile with Mr. Allen, he would allow him to be discharged. So Pope wrote a letter to Mr. Allen several times, and because of the history between the two, he just ignored his pleas for help. So Poe decided that he needed to go see Mr. Allen in person so he could get this all resolved. So he paid him a visit, and unbeknownst to Poe, don't you like that word, unbeknownst? Poe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that word. His foster mom, which was Mr. Allen's wife, she had just been buried the day before. So maybe because he had been softened by losing his um, wife, you know. But anyway, he agreed to support Poe in his efforts. And 
um, one of his efforts was to attend West Point Academy. Now, before Poe entered West Point, he moved for a short time over to Baltimore to stay with his aunt, who was a widow, and her daughter, Virginia Eliza Clem. And I believe his brother also lived there with those two ladies. Um, in uh, September of 1829, a poetry critic gave Poe a Raven review for something he had written and that is one of the things that started getting Poe's name out there as as a writer. Now the following year in July he traveled to West Point but he wouldn't be there very long. It seemed like Poe didn't stay anywhere a whole long time but um, the following year which was 1831 just bringing y'all up to speed um, he purposely had himself court-martialed so he could be kicked out of West Point. He pleaded not guilty to the charges of gross neglect of duty and disobedience of orders for refusing to attend formations, classes, or church. He knew that if he pleaded not guilty and then was found guilty, he would be dismissed from um, Fort, or not Fort, but West Point. Well, his plan worked and he was dismissed from West Point. In February of that same year, he headed to New York and he published a third book of poems that was simply called Poems. Mm-hmm. Easy to remember. And to help get the book published, some of his fellow cadets, they each donated like 75 cents each. And you have to remember that was a lot of money back in those days, you know. Um, I mean, it's just three quarters, but back in those days, that was a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Um, so what they did was um they put their money together and he ended up like like when they tallied all the money um i think it it was like um a hundred and something dollars that they raised but anyway after that um the book was published and then he returned to baltimore because his brother was very sick and he was very sick partly because he was an alcoholic well after poe got there his brother died on on august the 1st of 1831 well after his brother passed away poe started focusing more and more on his career as a writer and despite the economy being bad he was the very first american writer that could support himself by writing alone like he didn't have to have like side gigs and stuff like to support himself it was just his writing that was supporting him yeah. now during this time he caught the attention of a man by the name of john p kennedy when he published a short story called message in a bottle and that was published in the baltimore saturday visitor well kennedy introduced him to a man by the name of thomas w white who was the editor of southern literary messenger White hired Poe to be his assistant editor in August of 1835, but just within weeks of getting hired for that job, he was fired for being drunk on the job. So after he lost that job, he went back to Baltimore. And once he was there, you'll never guess what he did. I don't know. No guesses? Nope. He got a marriage license to marry his first cousin, Virginia. Can we turn it up a now? It's not like... 
And not only was she his first cousin, she was half his age. She was 13 and he was 26. Somehow he convinced Mr. White, who had just fired him for drinking on the job, to hire him back. He promised he'd behave himself. And so Mr. White believed him, and so he and his fiancée slash first cousin and his future mother-in-law slash aunt all moved to Richmond. While he was working for Mr. White, the circulation of the messenger increased from 700 to 3,500. And, of course, Poe thought it, he was responsible for all that. That gave him the big head. Yeah. And now, I'm not talking bad about him because, like I said, he's one of my literary heroes, okay? Because, I mean, he did write on the dark side. But anyway, in May of 1836, he and Virginia finally tied the knot at a boarding house they were living at. And they had a witness lie for them and say that Virginia was 21 years old, which she was not, you know. Now, through all this time, Poe continued to publish short stories and poems, and some of them were very well reviewed all over the country. Poe was really starting to make a name for himself. He had also become the assistant editor of Burton's Gentleman's Magazine, but he only worked there for about a year when he found work at Graham's Magazine, which was wildly popular during its time. And around the same time, he tried to secure a role in John Tyler's, or President John Tyler's administration. Now, he had never had, like, political aspirations before, so I don't know why all of a sudden he just wanted to be in a president's administration. Well, he had this friend that went out on a limb for him, and he secured a meeting with President John's, I mean, President Tyler. I don't know why I said John. Oh, because that's his first name. President Tyler's son, Robert to talk about the position that Poe wanted in his administration. Well, guess what? Poe missed that meeting and told them that he was sick, but in actuality, he was actually intoxicated or too intoxicated to show up. Needless to say, he didn't get the job because all those, um, all those positions have been filled. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, somebody goes out on a limb for you like that, and you're going to, like, mess it up like that. Now, <clears throat> on January 29, 1845, let me back up, because I got too excited about him drinking being drunk. <laughs> okay, so we talked about before that consumption was, like, sweeping the country in great numbers. Well, the Poe family was no exception to those ravaged by it. His wife, Virginia, she started showing signs um, of having the consumption. On a one evening in January 1842, she was singing and playing the piano when it happened. And Poe described it as like she had broken a blood, ve blood vessel in her throat. Yeah. She only partially recovered from the disease. And I don't know, maybe it was to kill his emotional pain, but Poe started drinking even more heavily than he already was. He left his job at Graham's to look for a job in the political field. Now, on, here we go on the January 29th part. <laughs> My eyes deceived me. Okay, On January 29th, 1845, his most popular poem, The Raven, <laughs> was published in the Evening Mirror and it was nearly an overnight sensation. And I mean, I can, I understand why. I mean, it is pretty cool. But um, 
that was like the big break that he had been waiting for and it wasn't very long until his name was known in every home and as popular as it was he was only paid nine dollars oh, for that poem for it to be published oh, I, I mean that's just crazy i mean i'm sure that was a lot back then but now like... i mean if you think about how popular even to this day that that poem is and he only received nine dollars for it. I just, I just don't even know. Um, I, I, you know, they say like artists are like starving and um, can't make ends meet, and I guess I know why. You know. <clears throat> now, like I said earlier, Virginia never re um, fully recovered from the consumption, and she passed away on January thirtieth, eighteen forty-seven. Now, it is now thought that, like, the dark, morbid tales and themes of Poe's works is attributed to the loss of several women in his life. And as you can imagine, things really started going downhill for Poe after Virginia died. Now, after she died, he proposed marriage to another poet. Her name was Sarah Helen Whitman. But they were never married because of his drinking and his wild behavior. After that relationship ended... He moved back to Richmond and rekindled a relationship with one of his childhood sweethearts. Her name was Sarah Elmaya, Elmira Royster. Um, now, there's a lot of uh, misinformation or different opinions mm -hmm. um, on what I'm about to talk about next. So, just bear with me and I'm going to try and like you know yeah but um anyway so here we go with the part about how he died pretty interesting okay yes on september the 27th 1849 poe left out of richmond and he was headed to philadelphia he was going there to edit a collection of poems for a poet named Mrs. St. Leon Loud. But Poe never made it to Philadelphia, and he wasn't in New York where he had been living at this time. So where was he? It was a rainy October morning <clears throat> in Baltimore. October the 3rd to be exact. Joseph W. Walker with the Baltimore Sun made his way to Gunner's Hall happened to be election day and Gunner's Hall was being used as a polling station. Now when Mr. Walker got there at Gunner's Hall he found a man who was disoriented, disheveled, and lying in a gutter. <coughs> I don't know what's wrong with my throat today. <laughs> he was surprised to find that this man was actually a growling Poe. Now, Walker asked Poe, who was barely conscious, if he knew of anybody there in Baltimore that could take care of his medical needs, and Poe gave him the name Joseph E. Snodgrass. Well, Walker sent Snodgrass a message pleading for his help. During the four days that followed, Poe never regained consciousness enough to tell anybody what had happened to him. He was in and out of delirious fits, and he would, like say the name Reynolds and to this day nobody knows who Reynolds was no idea who this Reynolds person was now 
Edgar Allan Poe passed away on October the 7th, 1849, at the age of 40. He was only 40 when he died. Um, <clears throat> now, there's a lot of theories that popped up about what had actually happened to cause this, like, delirium, and I think he was having hallucinations, and, like, what caused all this? So, you know, he couldn't tell them, you know, he yeah. was unconscious for those four days, you know. So, in 1867, there was a biographer. Her name was E. Oak Smith, and she wrote in her article that was titled Autobi Autobiography. I'm going to try that again. That's not how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mommy needs a nap. Autobiographic notes. Edgar Allan Poe, that was the name of it that a woman had accused him of injuring her and he was beaten by an unknown person. There were several other references by others over the years that stated that Poe had been beaten unmercifully by ruffians. One of those, I think your tag team should be called the ruffians. But anyway, one of those even said that he had made up with some, or he had met up with some of his, um, his former West Point cadet friends who invited him to a night of drinking, but after one glass of champagne, he became madly drunk and left his friends to go wander through the streets alone. And, you know, I, I can see that could be possible, you know, because he it was a well-known fact that Poe couldn't handle his liquor. So, I mean, he may have, like, wandered out, but then the, the one thing about it is the clothes that he was wearing when he was found was not his own. So, there was that. Now, like I said, it was a well-known fact that he couldn't hold his liquor. Well, several months before his death, he became like this very vocal. He was really speaking out about, you know, alcohol and its effects. And he was really trying to, I guess, like, sober up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it had been something that he had struggled with all his life. And apparently, it was something like many members of his family struggle with. Because remember, his brother died from like alcohol-related illness, and um, I read somewhere too that a sister had had problems with alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, now, at some point before his death, Poe had became gravely ill, and he made a miraculous recovery. Doctors told him that he might not be so lucky if it should happen again. Now, that should be enough to scare anybody sober, you know. Um, and many who had been around Poe just before his death were convinced that he had once again given into the temptation of drinking, and he literally drank himself to death. Now, in 1999, which, I mean, really, you know, compared to this whole story, it's not that long ago, um, a theory emerged that Poe had died from carbon monoxide poisoning, and that carbon monoxide had came from coal gas, that was used for indoor lighting in the 19th century. So apparently they used coal, you know, for the lights and whatnot, and it was carbon yeah. monoxide poison. A public health researcher by the name of Albert Donne, I think is how you pronounce right. his last name, Donne. Right. He took clippings of Poe's hair and tested them for evidence of heavy metals that would be present from coal gas, but the testing was inconclusive, and his theory was dis um, discredited. But 
his test did reveal that there was elevated levels of mercury in Poe's um, system like for months before his death. Now the mercury was more than, um, had more than likely came from at, at like in 1849 he had been um, exposed to someone that had cholera. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I know that it's some kind of disease. That's all I really know about it. Yeah. But anyway, <coughs> his doctor had prescribed him mercury chloride. So that's where they think all the mercury that was in his system came from. Now, mercury poisoning would explain the delirium that he was in before he died. But this theory was also discredited because even though his mercury levels were elevated, they were 30 times below the level that it would need to be to be called mercury poison. They were elevated, but not enough to say that that's what had happened to him. Um, so that was like ruled out. Now the most recent theory and the cause of his death is that he died from a brain tumor. And this is something, um, I, this is something that I found interesting. So when they had to relocate his grave to another part of the cemetery that he had been buried in. And once the workers were moving him around, there was uh, like this mass like rolling around inside of his skull. Like it, like, I mean, it was like rattling around in there, you know? Well, the brain is one of the first parts of the body to rot after you die. So that mass was not his brain, so that was ruled out. But a pathologist um, said that the mass could have been a brain tumor, which can calcify into a hard mass after death. So mm -hmm. that, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, now, there was a couple of other theories that had been looked at. Um, rabies, the flu, and murder were all theories that have been looked at. One writer theorized that the brothers of Poe's fiance murdered him after warning him not to marry their sister. The writer thought that Poe was so frightened by the uh, brothers that he took off for Philadelphia where he disguised himself in those shabby clothes that he was found in. And then he was heading back to Richmond to marry Elmira. But the brothers caught up with him in Baltimore where they beat him and forced him to drink whiskey because they knew he would die from it. Now, I suppose that one's kind of possible too. Um, but it's a little far-fetched. I mean, that just seems a little crazy. But, I mean, it could happen. Yeah. But now there's this one theory that I talked about on Saturday. And that was um, that he was... The victim of cooping. Have you ever heard of cooping, Alex? Cooping, cooping, pooping. I know. I don't know how to. Well, since you didn't know, and if y'all missed it on Saturday, cooping was a method of voter fraud back in those days. Coopers would kidnap their victim, get them drunk or high on opium, and make them dress in a disguise, and then they were forced to vote for a specific candidate under multiple fake aliases. So it's voter fraud, basically. Well, Poe was found outside of a polling station because that um, saloon bar, whatever you want to call it back in those days, mm -hmm. uh, it had been used as a polling station. 
Well, and you know, like I said, he was quite delirious before he died. And you know, opium can make people delirious, and so can you know, alcohol, especially people like Poe that has apparently some type of sensitivity or whatever. But or anyway, he just couldn't handle it. Now, um, to me, in my opinion, that's most likely what happened to him. It makes sense. Everything adds up about it, you know. And over the years since his death, it's became one of the more widely accepted theories of what happened to him among historians. And that claim was even backed up by a faculty member at Johns Hopkins University. Now, none of these theories have been declared as the cause of Poe's death. We simply just don't know what truly happened to him. And it's really sad that he could never um, tell us because he was never conscious long enough after he was found tell anybody you know what happened to him and nobody knows who that Reynolds person is you know that he kept mentioning maybe Reynolds was he held the secret of what had happened to Poe he yeah. may have taken that secret to the grave I mean we don't know you know yeah. but anyway that's all I've got really for today um, which I mean it, it wasn't like short information I think I've talked about it enough but yeah. um I don't know. I, it's just, I feel like something screwy happened. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was natural causes at all. But anyway, that's all I've got for this week's episode of Mystery, Murder, and Magic. Don't forget to come back Wednesday for a new midweek mini episode. And look, this is just a reminder, and I keep forgetting to remind y'all of this. You know, I, I talk about the Facebook page, but we also, now we have a Twitter did you upgraded. know that, Alex? No, until just now. What's it called, Mom, so I can go follow it? Oh, the Twitter is twitter.com slash 3mpodcast3. Just like the email address. Just like it's the email address. It's the number address. three. The number three, not the letter three. I'm not, not the word Not three. the letter three, the number three. The number three, that's 3m. No, yeah, you get it already. Yeah. Well, that's all of we've got for today. Alex, he's got things to do. Yes. Um... I want to take work. a nap. But we anyway. Got wrestling tonight. We got to watch some, we got some Yeah, there's a pay per view that we got to watch. We should have done an episode on that, but no, we did Edgar uh, Poe. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's end the episode either. now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, y'all have a good week. <laughs> See y'all on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Yay. Yeah. 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 yeah.